Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a mom holding financial documents hostage. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my entitled dad wanted me to be a housewife. I grew up in a household that was basically a heckhole for both me, 20-year-old female, and my mother, 48-year-old female. My father, 50-year-old male, had two children before me and two children after me, all boys he had with my mom. And because I was born right in the middle, I was singled out for a lot of stuff. A few examples, my dad would often ask each of us what we wanted from the store as a reward for doing well in school. My brothers always got what they wanted, I hardly got what I wanted. On birthdays, my brothers got to see whatever movies they wanted. I never got to choose the movie I wanted to see. If I asked for something for Christmas, I more than likely wouldn't get it unless it was from another family member. Whenever one of us started doing bad in school, I would always get the biggest punishments while my brothers got off easy. My dad allowed my brothers to watch when he cooked so they could learn. I had to learn how to use things like the freaking grill on my own. My brothers could wear swim trunks or a speedo. I was only allowed to wear a one-piece swimsuit, which I hated because it made going to the bathroom awkward. Dad would always come and support my brothers whenever they had an event. Whenever I had one, all I would get was constant criticism. The worst one by far, whenever my brothers got birthday or Christmas money, they would spend it on candy, toys, clothes, etc. I wasn't even allowed by my father to touch my money, and I counted from when I was 7 to when I was 15. I had over $800 in cash that I was denied. This got way worse when I entered middle school. My older brothers Matt and Kyle, not real names, realized I was being left out and we talked about it with our little brothers. And now all of us include each other in our celebrations. But now, all of a sudden, my dad was constantly telling my brothers not to interact with me in any way and to pretend like I wasn't there. And then, all of a sudden, my stuff started going missing. It started small with my pencil sharpener and a note card or something. Then it escalated into my merchandise disappearing. And then my movies. And anything I bought with my own money would be gone the next day. Then, when I confronted my dad about it, he didn't deny what he did and he said he threw it all away because I'm growing up to be a housewife that doesn't need that crap. I told him I don't want to be a housewife, I want to get a real job. He then sent me to my room, and as I entered high school, I found that my swimsuits had been thrown out, a few of my cool shirts had been thrown out, even my phone had been thrown out. When I found out that had been thrown out, I tried keeping it cool at school that day, but I just broke down in the middle of class, and when my parents found out what happened, my dad kicked me out. My older brothers had graduated high school already and were living together to save money, so I went to stay with them. And I got therapy and I eventually learned that my stuff wasn't thrown out and that's when I learned the truth. My dad tried to throw it all out to groom me into becoming a housewife so he could marry me off to one of his co-workers. But when I broke down crying in school, he kicked me out so he didn't have to hear me because the moment I cried, he decided to abandon the plan and cover his tracks. You might be thinking where my mom was in all of this. She did everything she could to help me, but her own husband wouldn't listen to her. I was the middle child and he was entitled to everything regarding me because I'm his daughter and if he wants this to be my life, this is my life. It's no wonder that me being kicked out led to them getting divorced. 
And if you're wondering about my little brothers, they want nothing to do with my dad and actively refuse going to his house. And moving in with Matt and Kyle was easily the best decision I made. I learned that all of my stuff was saved from the dumpster and put in a storage facility. And I got most of my stuff back. And the clothes that didn't fit me, we sold by holding a yard sale. Matt and Kyle's backyard also had a pool and hot tub. And I was finally able to experience them in a bikini. Thanks to help from my mom and my little brothers, I was able to confess to my best friend who is now my girlfriend. When I turned 18, I came out of my shell and got piercings in my ears, my navel, and my nipples. When I graduated, we celebrated it at Matt and Kyle's house. The whole family was there, except for Dad. Where was he anyway? He got arrested for a DUI car crash after being high on marijuana and has been in jail for a few years now awaiting trial. Good. Free Kim. I'm now moved out of Matt and Kyle's, or rather just Matt's because Kyle moved out of the house, as they bought a house for me and my girlfriend, which of course had a pool and a hot tub. So to my dad, freak you for being absolutely awful as a parent, and freak you for being terrible to me because I was born in the middle. Well, at least he had some semblance of a soul, it took the whole entire family working against them and OP breaking down for them to realize it though. That definitely doesn't earn them any credit though, and I think most people are going to be happy to hear that he ended up in jail, kind of where he belonged. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of crazy entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mom Tries to Hijack My Wedding, Gets a Reality Check Instead. This is about my own wedding and how an entitled mom nearly turned it into her personal circus. For some background, my fiancé, now husband and I, planned our wedding for over a year. We wanted something small yet elegant with close family and friends. My husband's family is pretty down to earth, except for his aunt, entitled mother, known for her over-the-top behavior and entitlement. Everything was going smoothly until the week before the wedding. Entitled mother called and demanded that we include her six-year-old daughter, my husband's cousin, as a flower girl. We already had two flower girls, my nieces, who were thrilled about it. I politely declined, explaining that arrangements were already made. Entitled mother didn't take this well. She started a tirade about how her daughter was being excluded unfairly and how we were ruining her child's self-esteem. I tried to stay calm, but she was relentless. I had thought that was the end of it, but oh, was I wrong. On our wedding day, Entitled Mother showed up with her daughter dressed in a full-blown white frilly flower girl dress. She marched up to me, demanding that her daughter be included in the ceremony. I was flabbergasted. My husband and I, along with our wedding planner, tried to reason with her, but she caused a huge scene saying things like, How could you be so selfish on your wedding day? and you're destroying a little girl's dream. My usually quiet mother-in-law had had enough. She stepped in and told Entitled Mother in no uncertain terms that this was our day, not hers or her daughter's. She said that if Entitled Mother couldn't respect our wishes, they would have to leave. Entitled Mother was shocked. She tried to argue, but other family members who were equally fed up with her antics supported my mother-in-law's stance. Realizing she was outnumbered, Entitled Mother left in a huff her daughter in tow. The rest of the wedding went off without a hitch, and every Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. One had a great time. We heard through the grapevine that Entitled Mother complained about us to anyone who would listen, but most of the family knew her history and took it with a grain of salt. I'm grateful for my amazing in-laws who stood up for us, boosting up my confidence in our marriage's success even more. I mean, at that point, is it fair for, like, other family members to become all of a sudden family bodyguards and kind of escort, maybe if they need to, somewhat physically them out of the building when it's so clear that an attempted hijacking of this wedding is trying to take place, especially combined with that entitled behavior? Our next story is, Entitled Parent is upset a charity organization doesn't have gifts for him, only for his kids. Around Christmas, there are a lot of entitled parents, but I had one a month ago at my work that really threw me off. So my work is a non-profit that has a toy donation with many other organizations who donate a ton of gifts for kids of all ages. We also had a thing where parents could put things they needed too, like clothes, cleaning supplies, and kitchenware if needed. And if anyone wanted to supply those, they could. Well, we had a guy come in, let's call him Kyle, and get the stuff for the children that he put down on the sheet. I am the admin so I knew who was picking up items and once I got his name I retrieved the items. He got the bags and made his way out to his vehicle, however, after 5 minutes he came back in and came up to my desk. He said, so uh, where is the rest of it? I say pardon? He says, you know, the stuff for me and my girlfriend, kid's mother. I was confused so I looked in the back and sure enough, that was all of it. I then checked on his application and sure enough saw that it only had the four small children on there and no adults on the list of what they want. I said, sir, I'm sorry, but unfortunately you did not put the adults down on this application, thus we have nothing for you. He said, what? Come on, we need something too. He was grumbling, moaning about how he needs something for Christmas and how he thought we gave gifts for the whole family. I said, sir, give me one second, I'll ask my boss what we have. I then went to the back and talked to my boss who happened to be with the organization leader and told them what happened. The organization leader said, is he still here? 
I say yes? They say no worries, I'll take care of him. Organization leader Renai walk back and they go to speak with him. He takes him outside and chats with him for about 10 minutes before he huffs away and leaves without a thank you. I said, well, what happened? The organization leader said, oh boy, what a real piece of work. They then told me that this grown man was upset that he got nothing from us and that we only focused on the children in our organization. And guess what he was wanting? A freaking PS5. Yes, because a non-profit gets $500 PS5s donated to us. Plus, if we did, they would go to teens, not adults who can make money and get them themselves. And if you thought that was it, oh, you would be surprised. This guy also asked organization leader for us to call him and let him know if we had anything left over after the Christmas season so he and his family could sell it for money. Well, guess what, Kyle? All of those gifts left over go to future events and for families who aren't as stingy as you. I love the fact that if they were asking for something modest or they were in genuine need of just like something basic, they probably would have tried to find a way to get them something. But this guy goes, yeah, no, I want a PS5. Oh yeah, sure, let me just go grab one off the pile we have in the back. Our next story is, have you lost empathy for your parents? As recent as two years ago, the prospect of my mom being sad would literally drive me into a puddle of tears. But after a series of unwarranted put-downs and smear campaigns, I finally began to see her for what she truly is. A malignant, covert narcissist who is devoid of all empathy and love. She is the source of my misery. And after several failed attempts to make her realize how badly she's hurting me, I realized that she isn't even capable of giving a crap. So why should I give a crap? Last week, my mom fell and hit her face on the pavement while walking home. She came through the door, sobbing hysterically like a child for hours. Just two years ago, I would have been crying right there with her. But after a decade of relentless, sadistic, covert abuse, I couldn't bring myself to feel anything. I still checked her for cuts and bruises. There were none. But I didn't really care that she was hurt. The main reason she was crying was because she was embarrassed anyways. She screamed out, I can't believe I fell in front of three entire people. While she was sobbing, I thought to myself, the pain of you falling is nothing compared to the psychological torture you forced me to put up with for two and a half decades. You'll shake it off. I may never get over how you treated me or how you continue to treat me. The pain of the woman who depresses me to the point of having ending things ideations has zero effect on me anymore. I may sound like a piece of crap, but it's true. When she attempts to guilt trip me, I feel nothing. When she cries about me avoiding speaking to her, I feel nothing. And when she finally passes away, the only emotions I'll feel are bliss and relief that the person who spent a quarter century destroying my mental health is finally gone. I mean, I don't know OP circumstances, but is there any way they can just go no contact with them? I mean, it seems like a healthier option than trying to put up with this person and having to face them with all of these feelings constantly going. This next story is, entitled mom on a crowded bus insists I give up my seat for her son, but a kind stranger comes to my rescue. I've been a fan of the subreddit for a while and I finally have my own story to contribute. This happened last week during my evening commute. I work in the city and usually take the bus home. As anyone who commutes knows, these buses can get packed, especially during rush hour. On this particular day, I managed to snag a seat which felt like winning the lottery after a long day at work. I had my earbuds in and was half asleep lost in my music. A few stops into my ride, entitled mom and her son, who looked to be about 10 years old, got on the bus. 
It was clear from the get-go that there were no seats available, but that didn't stop Entitled Mother from scanning the bus like she was on a mission. She locked eyes with me and beelined in my direction. Entitled Mother, in a tone that was more demanding than polite, said, Excuse me, could you let my son sit down? He's really tired from his day and needs to sit. I was surprised she singled me out since there were other people, some elderly, standing as well. I was about to respond, maybe even stand up despite feeling exhausted myself, when a woman standing nearby, I'll call her helpful lady, spoke up. She said in a kind but firm tone, ma'am, it's not right to single out someone for their seat. We're all tired after a long day. Perhaps your son can manage standing for a bit. Entitled mother's face turned a shade of red and she responded, but he's just a child and children need to sit. It's common courtesy. The bus was unusually silent with everyone seemingly tuned into our conversation. Helpful lady, undeterred, replied, I understand, but so do the elderly, the disabled, and those who have had a long day at work. We can't expect others to always give up their comfort for us. It's a valuable lesson in consideration and patience. Entitled mother looked ready to argue more, but seemed to realize that the bus audience wasn't on her side. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. She muttered something under her breath about rude people and moved slightly away, still standing. The rest of the ride was uneventful, but the atmosphere felt a bit charged. When my stop arrived, I got up, and as I passed helpful lady, she gave me a small nod and a smile as if to say, you did the right thing. I nodded back in gratitude, feeling relieved, but also a bit surprised at how the situation unfolded. As a 100% straight up introvert, somebody like this standing up for me would be so amazing. Just an angel in that moment, not just for like an introvert, but for anybody that just doesn't have the energy at that time to really want to put up or even interact with this entitled mother. Our next story is, is my mother as bad as I think she is? Let me give you some background info. When I was a child, my mother and father had huge arguments. Our house was a nightmare. They both liked drinking and used to drink and have fights at home. My dad even became physical at times with her. They both ended up divorcing, and my mother, my brother, and I moved to another house. The thing is, my mother was never financially independent. At the beginning, she relied on my father for money. After divorce, she relied on my brother, who was around 22 back then. I was 16. Right when I became 18, she found a man in her country and moved back, leaving me with my brother. My father was absent at that time, creating a new family. I had started working apart from studying at that time and tried to live with him somehow with my brother, but he used to gamble and even sell furniture, apart from not washing his dishes and just living like a pig. We argued a lot until I told him to leave and find a new apartment because I couldn't deal with his dirt all the time. So time passed. I'm now 27. For a whole year, she underwent a really bad financial situation and I helped her financially every single month. Went to visit her several times for a short time, and I saw that her drinking habits got quite bad. She drinks at night and she also smokes. Habits that started irritating me so much 
We had fights almost every day. Once I'm back, she started saying I'm ungrateful, I started fights for no reason, etc. She only calls me when she's in life, never calls me to see how I am. On top of that, she told me that if I ever wanted to go and live in her country, I should find a new place since she won't accept me in her house. It's not like I depend on her. I actually have many skills and can easily find a job. I've been taking care of myself since 18 apart from studying. Now I have a degree and a master's degree and a proper job. Overall, I felt terribly disappointed by her. First of all, she left me when I was 18, working and studying at the same time, just because she wanted to do her own life, found a boyfriend in her home country and moved back. Then, she tells me this, and I tell her I no longer want her in my life, that the only ungrateful person here is her. When I started telling her the truth, she hangs up and says she's tired. At some point I felt I had a mother, now I don't. She's been living in her parents' house since she moved back, and she never actually cared about the fact I was only 18 and had no father by my side, neither when she left me to go and live her life. I only had a gambler as a brother and my studies and job, and I needed her at that time. When I tell her this, she says, you were already an adult. My father has been absent physically in my life, but he paid for all my studies at least. Am I being wrong? No, I'm not sure about entitled parents specifically, but definitely not a good parent. I mean, personally, I wouldn't describe a good parent as one who had basically abandoned their child immediately when they reached adulthood and just left them to fend for themselves and also told their kids specifically, hey, if you want to come back to your home country where I'm living, don't expect me to give you any kind of handout. Thanks. Love you, mom. Our next story is me and my mom got into a fight about the name of my OC, original character. Hello there, I'm sorry if this is the wrong place to post this, this was the best subreddit I could find. If I should post this elsewhere, please let me know. Anyway, a bit of context first. My parents are divorced and I'm at my dad's house right now, so this conversation was over text messages. I am very interested in Japanese culture slash Asian culture in general. So a lot of times when I make OCs, their names are nouns translated into Japanese or another Asian language, Chinese, Korean, Thai, etc. Now the story. So I showed my mom a drawing I made of a girl sitting on a throne, holding a card up to her face. My mom said she really liked the drawing and asked me the character's name. I said Tosai, which means betting game or gambling, since Tosai's backstory is basically she works at a casino. My mom decides to send me a voice message of her asking Alexa, what is the Japanese term for gambling? It came up as Gyanburu. She argued with me the real translation of Tosai for almost an hour. She then even asked me to change the name because she didn't like it. She said Ace or Queen of Hearts would be better. Then we went back and forth about that for a while, but she seemed to eventually give up and leave me alone. Tosai is my own character. She has no right to tell me what to name my character, unless I was actually naming her something bad, then I would understand. I'm not sure if it's necessarily entitled behavior, but they definitely just, I don't think, understand. I mean, I'm surprised they actually went to the effort of trying to find the real Japanese word for gambling. Although, depending on the language and the meaning, I mean, there can be multiple words that could be considered a translation for a certain word in English. Our next story is, my entire family feel like they can tell me who I can date. I know this is going to sound like a PLL Ezra area fanfic, but please bear with me. So I, female 26, met my now fiancé, male 31, when I was in my final year of school before leaving for university. 
I was 17 and he was 22, and I'll stress that nothing happened between us until years later. My parents sent me to boarding school, and in my final year, one of the teachers went on maternity leave, so we had a new cover teacher arrive. It was my fiancé, Hunter. He was fresh out of university, and our school was his first position as a fully-fledged teacher. He was teaching biology and I was taking that subject, as I'd applied to medical school for the next year. We got close, more friendly than I was with other teachers for sure, but nothing other than friendship happened. I left my boarding school when I was 18 and started at medical school, so I lost touch with Hunter for two years other than the occasional text. In my second year of med school, I'm taking an elective, and when I walk in, I see Hunter who is the professor. We pick our friendship up from there and once the elective was over and he was no longer my professor, he asked me out to dinner. We were dating up until my graduation last year, as soon after he proposed. I know it wasn't going to be the best news of the century for my family, but I didn't expect for them to act like I'd disgraced the family. I didn't even get a proper congratulations from my parents or my younger sister before they started freaking out, saying I was causing rumors and giving the family a bad name by being an attention seeker, etc. Why couldn't I just marry someone normally? Why did I have to complicate everything? Why couldn't I be like my sister? Why was I always so awkward? My sister never disgraced them. My sister was dating a nice boy in her class, the son of one of my mother's friends. I know that my father even offered Tom money to leave me. How freaking crazy is that? They were so unhappy with me they tried to pay off my fiancé to leave me at the altar all for their image. I feel so stupid for even thinking that they'd be happy for me, not even in regards to my engagement but my graduation too. I mean, I'm a freaking doctor. I'm starting my internship and they don't even care. They're more bothered about my controversial engagement. I mean, OP worked their butt off to become a doctor, something you have to have a lot of time and dedication and smarts for. And they're that worried about who OP's dating? God forbid OP falls in love with somebody. I guess next time they have to ask for permission. Our next story is, my dad thinks I should help pay bills. I just got my first job today. I start Monday and I told my dad this, I am 16. Up until today, only because I haven't seen him today, every time I go to his house he makes jokes about sucking up his air conditioning and eating his food so I'm gonna need to help around the house, which he means like paying a bill. And it's gotten to the point where he sounds more and more serious about it every time I mentioned applying to places. He likes to tell me that I owe him because he spent 16 years spending money on me and it's my turn to help. I don't owe him anything. I literally didn't even ask to be here. But now that I have a job, I can choose if I want to live with mom or dad. So I'm just going to start living full time with my mom. That way, he doesn't have to worry about paying for me. I'm glad OP's in a position where they can choose. And if they're in America, at least, at 16 years old, they very much are still on the hook. And I fully agree with the idea that you don't owe your parents paying them back. I mean, morally, it's okay if you feel that way, but you're not obligated to. Especially not when one's just like ribbing you all the time saying, Hey, listen, I spent all of this money to raise you. You should kick some of your money back my way. Uh, yeah, and I too was part of this decision for things to end up here, right? Our next story is, my sister attacked my wife, and my mom is holding our financial documents hostage because of it. Hi, Reddit. This post is half to vent, but also have to check myself and make sure I'm not going crazy. My wife and I are recently married, but have been together since December 2019. Ever since then, we have had nothing but problems with my family. 
particularly my mom and my one sister, as well as occasionally my brother, sister-in-law, and dad. My wife and I have talked multiple times in the past few years about whether we feel like it's gotten to the point of us needing to go no contact, but haven't pulled the trigger quite yet. This past weekend, however, and the aftermath, are having us seriously consider it. I guess I just needed some advice. The background and lead up, my wife and I were asked to help with a home project, painting for my brother and sister-in-law's new house. The only supplies that were brought for said project was one single paint sprayer and one single roll of painting tape, even though we had seven to nine people at various points who were there to help. More tape was later purchased. My wife, my mom, my sister-in-law and I started taping up the parts that needed covered and my brother started painting behind us. There wasn't a whole lot to tape, so once we finished that, there wasn't anything to do other than sit around and wait. Eventually, my sister starts painting and my wife and I decide around 7pm that it would probably be smart to try and order food for everyone. My wife is with one group on one side of the year talking about food orders and I'm on the other side with my mom and sister. My wife heard them yelling and was concerned, especially due to previous history, that something was happening. So she came over and asked what was going on. Here's a play-by-play of the conversation. Sister hands me paint sprayer and says, Your turn. I say, oh, okay. I thought I was supposed to go get food. She says, too bad. Mom says, I did ask you to help paint. I said, well, I did help tape. Mom says, well, I didn't ask you to help tape. I asked you to help paint, didn't I? I say, I suppose. Wife says, what are you guys yelling about? Mom says, oh, we were just giving him crap. Wife says, oh, okay, it just sounded like yelling. Sister says, he can talk to his family without you, it's none of your freaking business. My wife said, huh? You have no right to be a freaking expletive to my mom, it's none of your business. And he can talk to his family without you around. Wife replies, I was just asking a question about my husband, is there a problem with that? She says, you don't get to talk to my mom like that, you bench. Wife replies again. I was asking a simple question about my husband. Sister takes a couple of steps towards wife. Wife walks towards sister. Sister is literally centimeters from wife's face. Wife places her hand on sister's chest and tells her to back off. And then sister started swinging. Basically, my sister started swinging on my wife. And my wife put her hands up to block her face and accidentally hit my sister in the face. After this, I pull my sister back and my wife stepped back. My sister was yelling things like, She freaking hit me! Call the freaking cops! Etc. After my sister eventually seemed to calm down, I let her go and she lunged at my wife again and this time got a hit in. I pulled her back again and then my brother and sister-in-law walk up and start yelling at my wife. Sister-in-law says that my wife is making them look like trash to their new neighbors. And my brother tells us to get the freak off his property. My mom started yelling at my wife, telling her she was being a bench and that she had no right to come at her, my mom, like that, even though my wife hadn't even moved from the spot where she was standing. Fast forward over the past few days and we've gotten many text messages and phone calls. The gist of those is basically continuing to blame my wife and telling me that I am a terrible brother, son, and uncle to sister's kids who were also present for this entire scenario. Additionally, we need some old tax forms for some financial paperwork we need to fill out, and while my wife's parents sent those to us as soon as they were able, my parents are holding them hostage and flat out refusing to give them to us. I was told that I would have to drive an hour to their house to retrieve them and have a conversation with my mom, and that my wife was not welcome to this conversation. Additionally, that my wife is no longer welcome in their house. 
When we called and asked if my mom could please just email them to us, we need them, her exact response was, maybe. Withholding our financial documents feels like it would be the last straw for me, but it's really hard and I want to make the right choice. Honestly, I think this is a situation where you just don't even play ball with them and you just go straight to the cops if they're trying to withhold anything that you need. To me, it doesn't seem like they're making any efforts to communicate in good faith. I mean, if they want to aggro on you like the cops in a GTA game, basically if you bump into them, they just start shooting. How can you try to have any kind of reasonable conversation where you extract something you need from them without giving them the farm? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.